Hello, Ambush, and welcome to this episode of the Desert Tiger Podcast. Here with me, your host, Colton G. And today on the show, we are joined by prolific singer-songwriter Sean Bertram is a wee-dive behind Sean's sophomore self-entitled album, which dropped today as the same day that this episode released, at least. So if you're listening to this, it's out right now. And not only do we talk about this amazing album, but we also dive into the road that has led Sean here. From his 2020 EP Echo, which brought him quite a bit of success, including an intercontinental pop award for his track Against My Will. So we're going to go into there and from how there before getting to these latest strings of tracks, this new album, he ended up having a little bit of a viral hit on TikTok, which ended up being a little bit of a surprise single so we're gonna dive into what his experience was like with the muffin song there and then from there we dive into this new album and a couple of tracks off of it like the incredible santa barbara pier and angeline as well all of this and oh so much more here in today's episode of the dtp it's all brought to you by desert TigerMerch.com, where you go to copy yourself something to represent and support the show. And now that you know who it's brought to you by, and now that you know who our guest is, it's about time that Sean Bertram told you all about this sophomore self-titled album. So let's go. The Desert Tiger Podcast. Hello? Hello, Sean. How's it going? Good, how about you? I'm doing fantastic, having myself a beautiful day, so I I cannot complain at all. That's great to hear. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, awesome. Well then, we're here to connect a little bit about uh, some music here today, a little bit about a uh, self-titled album that's coming up in the future here. Yeah, absolutely. Awesome. Are you ready to jump on into everything? Yeah, how's it going? All right. All right. Sounds good to me. So before, of course, we get to this self-titled sophomore album, I want to lead a little bit of a foundation for the listeners here, lead a little bit of a story so we can get through the singles and everything, too. So I'd like to start with your debut EP, Echo, which released at the beginning of May 2020. So... A little while ago and it found some success but of course the ep was released probably what about a month a month and a half into everything shutting down so mm-hmm. that sort of adapts plans quite a bit so how did you sort of move forward from there because you did find some success with this ep so so how did you sort of navigate these waters it was yeah it was it was a really strange time that like release music and um and with with that EP, I, I didn't uh, I didn't expect to tour it at least, which was a good thing because I wouldn't been wouldn't have been able to. <laughs> um, but I was just trying to trying to show it show it around, and and I was really proud of it because it was it was very different from um, my very first album, which I released in 2018. Um, so it was cool to just kind of have it out there, and I was showing it to people and sending it into you know contests and songwriting contests, and I and I 
had some success in the Intercontinental Music Awards. Um, and I got Best Pop Song in North America for one of the songs on there, which is really cool. Um, and that would kind of boost my spirits while I was making the album last year. Okay, so while this was all going on as you were winning that award, as you mentioned there at the Intercontinental MAs, you were also beginning to already craft this next step, this next chapter in the Sean Bertram story. Yeah, yeah, it was, it was really cool, especially that specific award, because it really motivated me. Because making an album isolated during a pandemic is really, is really tough. <laughs> Um, both mentally and creatively and it, and it, and definitely took a toll, but it was, it was really good to have a little bit of motivation that way and have some momentum from the EP to kind of push me forward. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. For sure. As you mentioned, you sort of had to craft part of this by yourself. And from what I had read, you are a student of the Humber college of the, uh, the bachelor of music program, which is pretty esteemed itself, but also allows you some access to some uh, pretty fantastic studio equipment as well. So probably quite the change up there. Yeah, it was really cool because um because we kind of I guess we kind of started kind of started the album at the end of at the end of my uh my last year at Humber, which was the beginning of 2020. And so the way it kind of worked was in our last year we we recorded an EP essentially, which is what I released with Echo. Um but I was able to find a lot more time in the studio and just record a bunch of stuff I was going to make for the album. Um, so we recorded a bunch of drums and, and bass and piano and stuff that we couldn't really do in like a bedroom. <laughs> like I don't have a grand piano. I don't have a drum kit. Um, I didn't have access to all these great players and this great equipment. So it was fantastic to be able to kind of set this foundation in a big studio with that big sound. And then while I was kind of here in my tiny room, um, just keep adding more and more things like guitars and vocals and some bass and keyboards and just little things here and there. Okay, so you already had a foundation for the album built, some of that instrumentation already there, and you just sort of got to use your production and mixing elements as long as your as well as your musical elements just to sort of take this past year to add to everything. Yeah, yeah, and it was a really fun experience because I'd never um, kind of taken point on a project this big before uh, in terms of like production and mixing. So it was a lot of me just kind of learning how to do all that stuff <laughs> and figuring out what I liked and what I didn't like and what specific sound I was going for, which was, which was a lot of fun. And I mean, um, as much as the isolation was, was a little difficult, it was, it was pretty freeing because I just had all this space to mess around and be creative without any um, time constraints or any pressures or any outside forces pushing me too far. Mm. So as where you mentioned with Echo there, that was almost sort of a school project where that definitely would have had a deadline, like you say, where this time you sort Mm -hmm. of had the time to make sure that each song sort of had its moment in the sun then. Yeah, absolutely. And I, and I do, I find I do work well under, under a bit of pressure, but, um, for this album, I was thinking of like, in, at, the, at first, I was like, oh, I want to set a deadline for myself. I want to make sure I have it done by this time. But that, you know, that deadline came and went real, real quick. <laughs> and I was like, no, no, no. Let's just give everything the time it needs. Give it the space to breathe. And I just wanted to get it right. And I think I did. Mm-hmm. For sure. And with it being a self-titled album, what was the decision behind that? Is it because you feel that this is a solid representation of you? Do you feel it's a 
more so just like a starting point going forward after college. What was sort of the thought process of making this one the self-titled? It was a little bit of both of those things, actually. You know, I was I was messing around with a bunch of different titles, you know, going through the song list and the lyrics and being like, oh, what maybe encompasses the album best? But I think because um, I'd spent so much time working on the album just myself in my room, um, figuring out how I want it to sound, I think this this album really encompasses my sound and my personality really well. And like you said, it's a good jumping off point. Um, coming out of school, kind of, I'm a real boy now. Um, <laughs> this is this is me, you know. This is kind of this what it, what it is. Mm-hmm. Awesome, I love it. And of course, before we actually truly get our first taste of this upcoming album of our first single, Santa Barbara Pier, we actually have a, a small little single that sort of came before that that was born out of the world of TikTok. So take us sort of behind how that evolved there and sort of became a uh, teaser before the main course that we get afterwards. Oh man, yeah, that was that was a trip. Like it's still it's still the strangest thing to me. Um I mean I'd I'd been one of those people who was like, oh, I think I'm too old for TikTok, even though I'm like 23, but um I'm like, ah, I just, I just kind of watch it for like funny videos and stuff. And I, and I'd had it for like a year and a bunch of my friends were making videos and I was like, ah, it'd be fun to, you know, make a video eventually. And then one day, you know, I woke up and I'd had a dream where I literally heard this song in a dream. It's a really weird dream too. I was just walking around my old, like my old elementary school. And then I was hanging out with my ex and then she was like, sing me a song. And then I was Johnny Cash. And then I, and then I sang this song and I woke up immediately after I'm like, that was super weird. The song was kind of cool. <laughs> um, so I made this little video of me singing it. It's just a, it's the, almost the most ridiculous thing. And then I posted that as my very first TikTok video and it blew up immediately. Like within two weeks, it had like 2 million views and everybody was in my DMs like, release it, release it, release it. Um, so I got my friend Amanda and one of the guys on TikTok who played drums on it and we, we recorded it and released it. Um, and it's done really, really well which was kind of perfect timing um, because it, like you said, it came out just before my first single. Some people were already listening to my, my Spotify and Apple music and they, I kind of built a fan base in about a week. <laughs> just, you never know what those moments are going to be. Right. So sometimes you, you just really have to, don't. you just have to take it and run with it. And it's sort of amazing how, like you said, it sort of built up a little bit of a fan base right before we go into launching this new album which our first taste of it came at august 6 with santa barbara pier which is a fantastic track to sort of uh jump off into it with a uh incredible listen very poppy but tons of emotion and like it's very driven and i just love this tune thank you so much i really appreciate it <laughs> Uh, can you take us a little bit behind exactly uh, what the track means to you yourself? Yeah, it's kind of gone through a lot of different phases, um, kind of emotionally, I guess. But it's about um, what it feels like to be in a one-sided relationship where you're you know, head over heels um, into somebody and they're there, but they don't necessarily feel the same way. Um, and it's kind of about just waiting for them to come around and and... You can you know it like you know that they don't feel the same way, but you still just kind of need you kind of need them. Um, so it's a lot about that, and it and it took a while to kind of get there because I was kind of skirting around it for the longest time when I was writing it. Um, 
but it started out just like as a voice note of me saying, um, I went down to Santa Barbara Pier. I didn't even know Santa Barbara was a place. I didn't know that it had a pier. <laughs> um, but it's one of those things that like sometimes you just get random words in your head and that just fit with the syllables, fit with the song. So I kind of just went with it. Mm-hmm. Who knows if maybe it was just a, a phrase or some words that you had heard at some point in the past that just randomly popped up because like you said didn't know and then to know that like it has a peer too is just like yeah <laughs> what, what what are the odds right <laughs> yeah oh it's fantastic and obviously definitely a little bit of a difficult thing to dive around to put into words with that sort of emotion because as you say you sort of in that sort of situation, you feel like you need someone, even if it's not necessarily the truth, you've sort of built up this ideal of them and you see the best in them, even if necessarily they aren't giving you that best. Yeah, absolutely. And it's, yeah, it's, like you said, it, it was tough to kind of wrap my emotions around, but um, I found a little bit of a trick to do that when I'm songwriting is to make it sound happy <laughs> and then kind of put the sad lyrics in there. <laughs> Okay, I see how I see how it is. Definitely like lead them in with one and then catch them by surprise. Absolutely. (laughs) It can't be all sad. I mean, come on, right? Yeah, yeah, you know. (laughs) Ah, awesome. And then, of course, we got a little bit of a uh, different vibe with our second teaser for this upcoming self-titled album. So. Angeline was our second taste. It came to us on August 27th. So take us a little bit behind this track too, because it definitely feels like it has a little bit of that love vibe as well. Just a little bit of a different perspective. Yeah, absolutely. And it's, it's also one of those things where it's, it's kind of about being in a, in a tough relationship. Um, Cause this one came out of being in a long distance relationship and kind of how hard that is to maintain. Um, so and I was I was really excited to write this one because this one came to me very quickly. It's kind of the same thing as Santa Barbara Pier, where um, I I mean I don't know anybody named Angeline. I don't know if I've ever heard the name before. It's one of those things that kind of this just like word just pops in your head. I'm like, oh, that sounds like a nice singable name. Um, and then it kind of morphed into this very personal uh, representation of what of what that long distance relationship experience can be like. Mm-hmm. For sure. It's uh, definitely a challenge because especially in this uh, social media age where one might think that it would make things a little bit easier because you can stay connected all of the time. But sometimes it adds a few more worries to the process as well. Absolutely. And I, yeah, and I, and I touched on that in the song, too, about how that can kind of bring about doubts in the relationship because you have this kind of constant connection, but it's not the same. Like it's not what it should be in a relationship. So it's, it's just tough to maintain. <laughs> mm-hmm. Absolutely. So a couple of uh, different perspectives on love inside of this album. And of course, Sean Bertram, the sophomore self-titled de- album comes out on September 17th. It was released or announced recently. So what else can we sort of expect coming our way here with the album dropping soon. What does the rest of the future of 2021 potentially hold here for Sean Bertram? Um, I mean, who's to say, really? I mean, the, the way the past year and a half has gone, um, nobody, I guess nobody really knows what the, what the next couple months is going to look like, especially for like, you know, uh, touring musicians or, or even just playing shows in general. But 
um, I'm just really excited to have the album out and to share it with people and hopefully people can connect with it. Absolutely, for sure. And I mean, I think definitely with the uh, two teasers that we've had so far, I think that there will definitely be a lot of opportunity to connect with this album. And of course, you mentioned we don't really know what the future looks like with touring <laughs> acts and otherwise. The potential of having live shows. I know some artists have had that opportunity. They might they might go away again, but there might be the opportunity to play live shows. So yeah. when that opportunity does come, how excited are you to take these new songs and perform them in front of an actual live crowd? Oh, I'm I am beyond excited. Um I've that's the one thing I've missed in this um above all else is just playing live music. I played I played a wedding for the first time. Um, like it was one of the first gigs I've had in like a, a year and a half recently. And it was just, oh, it was the most exciting thing I've ever done in my life. Just, just playing one show. Um, and, and it wasn't even my music. It was just like classic rock songs. I'm like, man, it's the greatest thing ever. Um, but no playing, being able to play my, my new songs. I'm, I'm very excited for the opportunity. Um, to do that eventually <laughs> eventually when it comes maybe inside of one of those historic toronto venues you've already had the opportunity to play inside of yeah hopefully i'd love to get back to any of those places <laughs> <laughs> of course but we shall see what the future holds and i've had a fantastic time chatting so far sean i have one last question are you ready for it Absolutely. All right. So we have talked about this evolution as a musician, sort of having to step out on your own, maybe even if you weren't necessarily ready for it at first, but learning that you actually were and building and crafting this self-titled album out of it. How has this time helped you grow as a person or what has it taught you about yourself? Oh, it's, I mean, so much it's been like i look at myself a year ago and i'm like who who is that person <laughs> or, or the things that i've played and, and it's um i hear this a lot about about albums um where people say you know albums are never finished they're just released um and i feel like that can kind of be true about people too about how we present ourselves to the world you know we're always learning we're always changing we're always growing and we're never nobody's perfect nobody's like fully complete we're just showing our best selves to the world. And I feel like I've, I've definitely come to terms with that over the past year. It's like, cause I'm such a perfectionist. I'm very, I always want to have my hand in everything. Like this has got to be the way I want it. Um, but I've definitely, I've definitely learned better to like compromise and just be like, this is the way it is. And that's the best it'll be. And that's great. Mm, yes. Learning that so not, not everything can be ready. Nothing is perfect. So sometimes you just have to, let that piece of yourself out there so that you can continue to grow rather than being stuck on that moment. Definitely, definitely. Ooh, awesome. Well, I love that lesson and I thank you for sharing it as well as this discussion here today on the Desert Tiger podcast. Thank you so much for having me. This is a blast. Oh, Ambush, I want to thank you for checking out this interview with the incredible, the prolific, Sean Bertram. And you can find Sean over on your favorite music streaming service, both the artist and the self-titled album, which you should definitely check out. And you can also go ahead and follow Sean 
over on YouTube and your favorite social media service as well so you can stay up to date with what Sean has got going on with that. I need to give a final DTP thank you to Sean Bertram for joining us here on today's episode of the show. I need to thank Harry from over at Bad Parade for setting this interview up. I need to thank German from YPEditor.com. That's right, if you haven't heard yet, German went through a domain change, but don't worry, fret, because it's still the same incredible audio editing services as you have come to hear here on the show. I also need to thank you, The Ambush, one last time. If you've yet to join with The Am, it's as easy as subscribing to the show. You can also help us grow by sharing this episode, giving us a five-star review, and seriously, that does like help us so much more than you actually do now. And then you can also head on over to DesertTigerMerch.com, our web store, to cop yourself something to represent and support the show. And even then, the best part is, is just checking out the website is a free itself. And if something catches your eye from there, well, you know what to do. It's DesertTigerMerch.com. And with that, it's about time that we say our final bye-byes here but not before I tell you. Go and find your roar and then let it out into the world, my wonderful ambush. And until next time, bye-bye. The Desert Tiger Podcast.